Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Wednesday evening. It's preview time. I am live at Bay Cannon Beer Co. here in Tampa. Richie is live from the Man Cave. Um, but appreciate you guys for joining us. Do us a favor. If you're just tuning in, if you're watching on a replay or wherever, hit that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, and uh, comment your thoughts as we chat about Florida State and Georgia Tech. Again, live here at Bay Cannon Beer Co., um, you can go to the shop.bavana.com and get some of Bay Cannon's delicious beer that's set out here behind me. They've also started to partner with Gramco, so you can get your Delta 8 gummies here if you're in Tampa. And then we told you about uh, the last couple of weeks, we've told you about soft brewing um, with Chris, who is there at the tailgate. You can get the Four Patriots beer here as well. So come on out to Bay Cannon. If you're in the Tampa area, we do these previews every Wednesday night. So come hang out on Wednesdays if you're around Tampa. Uh, Richie, now that I'm a little bit winded, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> Good. We had, we had football back this week. It felt like a really long bye week, especially coming off of three straight losses. But uh, I'm sure our wives appreciated uh, a few less podcasts this past week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I, I this is kind of crazy, but I went to five of the seven. I went to five of the seven first few get like five of the first seven games Jeez, i don't know why i couldn't say that um i'm excited to take a few weeks off i'm not i'm not going to another game until florida uh excited to, to chill just a little bit and uh enjoy I football pumped from for my a couch noon this kick, tj I'm i know pumped you are for a noon I, kick. I don't talk about i cannot wait so wake up make breakfast okay maybe have so, a bloody mary noon kick i like the noon kick this weekend but i'm very thankful that it's a night game next week i like all the hype and all the intensity around the rivalry I know you don't. I know that you wish for a three thirty last next week, but I, I will agree with you. Noon kick for you know a non rivalry is fine for me. Though some people might consider Georgia Tech a rivalry, how they kick our tail in everything in every sport. It seems <laughs> like these days. So, um, all right, let's get after it. Um, we have a guest tonight, um, but on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment, that's the longest titled segment that we've ever had in the show's history. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I had to think of extra sauce and put extra stuff on there, but Rohan Law specializes in injury cases. If you've been hurt in a wreck or slip and fall, Rohan Law are the knolls you need. Doug and his wife, Julia, are former marching chiefs, and Doug graduated from FSU's law school. Just like we enjoy talking strategy for a win on Saturday, Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. Call them today at 888-99-NOLES. It's 888-99-NOLES to review your case for free. If you don't need them today, still give them a follow on YouTube and on Twitter. It's Rohan Law PC, and they will be your best friends on your worst day. On the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment, we have from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, coming back for his second appearance on the podcast, Mr. Ken Segura. Ken, it's been two years since we've seen you. We're out of this COVID mess finally. Okay. How are you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing pretty good. I actually have maybe a case for uh, for Rohan Law. I was I was cleaning my, my roof the other day. I was blowing out the gutters, and I was going down the ladder, and I slipped and fell. It wasn't very far. It was like, you know, eight feet. And I kind of hurt myself, and I, I was fine. But then later, my daughter, uh, who's 11, came by. I was like, did you fall? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I heard her snickering at me. So uh, maybe maybe Rohan Law can bring a suit against her, maybe garnish <laughs> her, her allowance or something like that. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with it. That's amazing. Doug will love that. So, um, well, Ken, thank you for joining us. Thank you for hanging out this week. Um, I know you're traveling down to the game. Uh, Florida State 
opened up as a, uh, I think it was 18, and the spread has ballooned up to uh, minus 24 at this point. Right. We were talking about 18? the. I think start? it opened at 18 is wow. what I have here. Okay. And so, it was low, but I it was lower, but yeah, gosh. It's, yeah. it's blown up there. Yeah. ACC network at noon. Um, let's see. Are you team noon? I mean, you have to work the game, so I, I'd right. assume you are, uh, but are you, uh, are you team noon kickoff like Richie is? Uh, in this case, definitely. So, I mean, I'm planning to get back home, uh, you know, Saturday night. So I'll, I'll, if they want to start the game at 10 o'clock, I think I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Driving back to Atlanta there. So, yeah. Uh, Jeff Collins, we'll, we'll get started. Uh, Jeff Collins was fired after a 27 to 10 loss to UCF team seemed to rally around Brent key with wins over Pitt and Duke in overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. last week was a little bit of a different story against UVA. How would you assess like the team morale right now? I think it's pretty good. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll see what happens after losing to Virginia, uh, in the last game, on, you know, two thirds or last Thursday, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, what I've sensed and maybe and talking to people kind of heard is I think there was kind of almost kind of like a cloud hanging over the team. Uh, and there was a lot of tension and there was uncertainty because of, you know, what's going to happen to Jeff Collins. And, and so once he got fired, A, that re- removed some of that, but then B, I think Brent Key, the interim coach uh, has, has had a good message. With it. I think he's, he's approached it the right way. You know, clearly he's thought about, you know, kind of how he wants to run a team. What if we got the chance to be a head coach, so that's helped. And then they, you know, they played well against, against Pitt, um, had a good game against Duke and, and we're doing a lot of the things that, you know, they weren't making mistakes that have the kind of mixed mistakes that had been killing them before. And so when you do that, you give yourself a chance that, you know, the defense was forcing turnovers. And, and so, you know, they're getting some breaks and th- things are going the right, you know, against Virginia, obviously didn't play well at all. They lost Jeff Sims in the second quarter and things kind of spiraled from there. Um, and so I think this is kind of a good test in that, you know, the first two games, maybe you can say, you know, that was, you know, at least partly to, a, you know, an account of, of them, you know, having this bounce back from, from the coaching change, but now they've got, you know, adversity again, and how do they respond to that? So I think this will be a, you know, they've got a lot of challenges, particularly if, if Jeff Sims can't go, but uh, this will be a good kind of demonstration of how, how well can uh, Brent Key get this team to play at, at its at its height again after losing, you know, playing so badly against, especially offensively against Virginia. Ken, thanks again for joining us for, for a second time. And I want to get to the game in a second, but kind of odd news from Georgia Tech's bye week. Mike Daniels, running back coach, resigns. Was that right. sudden? Like, what, what can you tell us about that? Because that was kind of random, it seemed like. It, it was, uh, and unfortunately, I don't know a ton. I really, uh, other than I, I, it wasn't related to like his coaching performance. Um, so yeah, I mean, sometimes when a coaching change is made, you know, one of the coaches or you know coordinators fired or whatever, that that really doesn't appear to be the case because what happened, the timing of it was that, um, you know, Grant Key announced that he was going to move up one of the analysts to the to one of the you know the on field the ten on field coaching positions, and then. Uh, you know, um, Mike Gendel resigned after that. And so obviously if it had been a case where they told him you're going to go, uh, you know, they would have moved up the, the, they would have moved up the, the on-field the analyst to that, to that spot. But, uh, but yeah, uh, he'd recruited well. Um, you know, I think that the, his position group liked and they were performing well. And so it was, it, that was very unexpected. And unfortunately I, I haven't heard, Unfortunately, but I haven't heard, you know, what the, what exactly happened. Um, but certainly, yeah, unusual and strange in the timing for sure. I don't, I mean, I don't think it was the sort of thing where 
he's got an offer and he's leaving because that hasn't happened yet. And those things are not happen. And that whole thing, unfortunately, that was uh, something where they they'd be comfortable explaining the reason. So um, yeah, I don't know the reason. And again, yeah, really unusual in this timing. Okay. And you, you kind of touched on Jeff Sims a little bit. You know, I think every Florida State fan is just trying to get quarterback news out of Georgia Tech. Um, it sounds like, you know, Chris Winkie said today that potentially all three quarterbacks might play. Uh, right. Sims, Zach Gibson, and Zach Bryan, a, a four-star quarterback commit out of the state of Alabama who would be making his first, um, taking his first collegiate snaps. Uh, is this just some gamesmanship? Because uh, Or does Brent Key kind of know what he has? And do you... Uh, have a gut feeling on Sims one way, one way or the other heading into Saturday? Um, I think it's kind of connecting dots. Uh, you know, so Brent Key said Tuesday, yesterday, that he expects um, Zach, Zach Gibson and Zach Pyron to play. Um, and he said, you know, Jeff Sims was day-to-day. You know, if you're looking at it and saying, you know, what, what makes the most sense here, if you really were expecting Jeff Sims to play and be healthy, then you probably wouldn't go ahead and say, I expect Zach Pyron and Zach Gibson to both play, you know, may, maybe one of them, but not both. Um, uh, you know, like you were alluding to Chris Winkie was on a zoom with some of the Tallahassee media and was saying that Jeff Sims was out of practice today in, in full pads. And so that, that gives you a sense that, you know, maybe he will play, but if he does, you would certainly think it'd be in a limited capacity, but both just physically and, and potentially also in, how much he also, you know, how much is on the field. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess conceivably all three could play, but that, that wouldn't make, you know, just logically a, a ton of sense unless, you know, unless they have a very specific package for both the, the two Zachs and, and you're playing and having, having Justin's go most of the way. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I would think, you know, I would lean towards just in terms of what seems the most logical is that you'll probably see Zach Gibson again starting, but, but, you know, we'll see. Speaking on injuries, Florida state could be getting a big boost back on the defensive line with the potential return of Fabian Lovett. Uh, hasn't played since that last drive of the LSU game. Right. Um, Georgia tech's offensive line struggled against UVA. Is it a concern that Fabo may be back? And then you add in Robert Cooper and, and Jared verse to, Kind of face that shaking up uh, Georgia Tech offensive line right now. I would say so, certainly. I mean, you know, they they played really well against Pitt two three games ago, and they rushed for I think it was two hundred thirty yards against obviously a, a Pitt defensive line that's, that's really really pretty good. Um, but uh, yeah, they they were overmatched against uh, Virginia. What what Frank Key said was they thought they played they're trying to be perfect and. Maybe it's one of those things that happens when you, you have your starting quarterback out, you're trying to do too much and it doesn't work out. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they're going to play better. I, I would expect them to. Um, but again, yeah, you know, when you put in, when you put them against, you know, some of the top players in the country, uh, which Florida State has, that, that makes the challenge a lot tougher. So um, it's not a line that has a ton of experience, you know, part of this year hasn't played together a lot and, you know, they've, They've been good in some moments, not as good in others, um, and uh, I think they'll play better. But yeah, certainly, yeah, when you when you bring back the players of the caliber of Fabian Walker, I think that makes things a lot harder. Um, Georgia Tech offensively, and I know, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of this can can potentially depend on you know, Sims is back there or who the quarterback is. But right. where is where offensively can can Georgia Tech look to potentially exploit that Florida State defense? What who would who would be kind of a, a name or two to watch for on that Georgia Tech offense for for Florida State fans? 
Um, I think this is an offense that if they're doing, if they're playing the way they want, they're going to run the ball more, you know, even, even, even certainly more in the preseason. I remember Chip Long said, you know, we want to be 60, 40 run pass. And so, um, you know, the guy that's played a lot well recently is uh, Hassan Hall as a running back. He was a transfer from Louisville. Um, you know, Dante Smith is another one, you know, that he's a guy actually I, I, I like just because he's a guy can can make you miss and get extra yards even if the holes aren't necessarily always going to be there for him. So I would think, you know, especially if Jeff Sims can't go, you know, I would imagine, you know, Tech is going to try to ride those two guys as much as they can. Um, Nate McCollum, a slot receiver, is is their best, uh, you know, perimeter threat. And I'm sure they're going to get the, try to get the ball to him a lot, you know, maybe hitting him on quick slants and that sort of thing to try to, you know, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands. Um, and, you know, I think Zach Gibson, the his best, you know, he's playing his best probably when he's, playing in a shorter intermediate stuff as opposed to, you know, throwing deep balls. And so that would probably fit into what, what uh, Nate McCollum can do in terms of just getting, you know, getting quick release off the line and getting open. Um, I want to go big picture for just a second on Georgia tech. Do you, I, I was told before the season and not really in like, this is definitely going to happen, but just kind of a guy told me somebody well-connected at Florida state <laughs> told me that their, their gut or their vibe would be that if Collins didn't make it through the year, Georgia Tech may look to go back to what they had success with in the past. Um, do you think that they try and make a hire that brings back a triple option? Or what do you think what, – what's the direction of the program after this year for, for Georgia Tech, in your opinion? Um, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, I think certainly there's that possibility. I mean, if – you know, from the sense of, uh, let you know, if we're going to hire a coach, you know, this, you know, this tech's thinking is that, that we're a hire a coach that's been successful, that is – you know, it's proven to, to take a team from, you know, from, you know, from the bottom to, to hopefully the middle, middle of the top. You can't do much better than Jeff Munkin, you know, what he did at Army. And obviously he, he was a tech, which, you know, only adds the kind of the, 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 the lure appeal of it, I guess, to some people. And, and he run, he was a, you know, a assistant to Paul Johnson. Um, you know, it's. I think it probably depends on who you ask. I think there's some people that recognize, you know, in the time that Paul Johnson was there, they they did really well. You know, particularly when you compare it against uh, Tech's overall performance over the last, you know, 50 or so years. Um, certainly, there's another you know, school of thought that says, you know, we did it and it worked, but let's do something different. And I, you know, I don't want to see another. A back going in, in motion and running the you know running the triple, triple option again. We don't either, just yeah. for the record. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't, you know, personally, I, I, it'd be hard to, I, like, I, I'm not saying I feel one way or the other about it, but, in, you know, just because of, you know, the maybe you wanted to get away from a little bit, you, you would, I would be surprised that happened, but. But again, you can make a lot of good reasons and make a strong case for why it would be the right thing to do, too. But I'll, yeah, I'd like to say I, I, I'd be a little more on the surprise side of it happened. Georgia Tech's um, pod, uh, big picture one more time, and then we'll get back to this game. Georgia Tech's pod announced as Clemson, Louisville, Wake Forest. There were a lot of people that thought we would end up in a pod together. Right. Um, being so close, the closest to, well, I guess, no, 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 the closest to ACC, uh, the closest ACC school to us right yeah. um, did it surprise you that florida state wasn't the pod did you kind of expect that uh, obviously we kind of expected that clemson and miami 
you know, those two natural rivalries right. would stay. But thoughts around uh, Florida State and Georgia Tech not being linked up there in Atlanta. You know, it made a lot of sense. Um, I happened to be at the ACC spring meetings when Michael Alford was talking about this exact topic. And he said, you know, we want to look, I forget exactly how, how he phrased it, but basically he was saying like, we want to look beyond our past. We already think we, we, we uh, owns the right word, but like we're, we have the Atlanta market already. Let's look to New York or somewhere else or to, to the East coast. And I don't know, you know, I, a lot of things went into how those pods were made. Um, but certainly, yeah, you know, Florida state ended up with Syracuse, which leads you to think that that's probably what they wanted. And that's what they got. Um, I, there was a, a lot of good reason to make Florida state a, one of the partners, certainly if you were going to kick out Louisville, um, you know, like, as you said, they're geographically close. There've been a ton of great games between the two teams. And, and I think, you know, I think fans on both sides would have been happy for that to happen. Um, so yeah, it was, I don't know if I was say I was surprised just because I'd heard, you know, I was there when my golfer was saying that, that, you know, maybe that's, they were going to, uh, which you had veto power or whatever, but you know, that wasn't something they were going to be pushing for. Um, so yeah, it, uh, personally, I would like to see it happen, but, and I don't, I'm not going to say I was surprised or not, but I couldn't, I guess I can understand why I didn't. Yeah, I was definitely hoping that we'd get Georgia Tech, but we'll get back to the game. But just want to follow up real quick on the coaching search. There is a guy that played for the Falcons and Braves over in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, any chance Georgia Tech would reach out to him and maybe, hey, Travis Hunter comes home at that point? Um, I think maybe there's a chance to reach out and have a conversation. I'd be a little surprised if it happened. It, it just, I mean, you know, for a few reasons. So I forget who said this, it was on Twitter, but making the point that, you know, I don't know that Deion Sanders will have his pick of jobs, but, but tech is kind of a tough one. Um, I mean, he does have a connection to Atlanta, obviously, but, uh, but it's not the easiest, you know, place to, to go cut your teeth on it at the power conference level. Um, and then too, you know, I, yeah, it, uh, there's a lot of reasons that make sense. You know, he would bring name recognition and, you know, a level of excitement, but I think what tech is probably looking for is someone that's, that's done it and has proven and, and, and at, at, the, at the power comes level, or at least at the FBS level. So, um, you know, for a lot of reasons, I can see why, you know, fans are certainly excited about the possibility, but, but I, I my guess is they're going to lean someone, someone with a little more experience at, at the FBS level. Yeah, just had to ask that because Florida State fans love keeping tabs on Dion and what right. he's up to. Um, but going back to the game this week, you know, Florida State kind of surprised a lot of people, including myself, against Clemson with just how effective they were running the ball. I think uh, they were only the third team since like 2016 to rush for as many yards as they did against Clemson. Um, oh. Is Georgia Tech looking to sell out to stop the run and kind of see if Jordan Travis can return to, you know, early season form as a passer? Because he's been okay, but not great the past few weeks. But I, I definitely think Florida State's going to look to establish the ground game. How does Georgia Tech right. counter that? I think, generally speaking, that's the way they play, you know, stop the run first. And they've got a pretty good secondary, I think. It might be the strength. I think I'd say it's the strength of their defense. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, their their front has been better, I think, than, than most people thought it would be, and certainly than I thought it would be. Um, and they, they've got two really good linebackers in Ayanda Ely and Charlie Thomas who are, you know, good at, you know, running across the field and filling gaps. And so I think, yeah, I would imagine that's where they go. You know, they kind of focus first and, and you know, take their chances with, with the passing game, like you're saying. 
And you mentioned you're making the trip to Tallahassee and the, the noon kick you get to get home early, which is nice. Um, right. How do you see this game going? And it, have you put a score prediction out there yet? Or do you, do you plan to? Do you want to give us a one or a ballpark here before we let right. you go? Um, well, certainly a lot of it hinges on whether Jeff Sims can play and how, how, how healthy he is. I mean, you know, even like he played against Virginia, but it was clear he wasn't hundred percent. He wasn't, you know, in terms of being a running threat, he wasn't what he had been against Duke and, and uh, Pitt. Um, so that's a big factor. If he can't go, it, it's, it's hard to, you know, see a, a, a wide open path for, for tech to, to win this game. I, I, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, they, they won against Duke and Pitt and Duke on the road, um, excuse me, Pitt on the road. Um, it would be, you know, controlling the ball, you know, Hassan, like we were saying before, Hassan Hall and Dante Smith, you know, get, get their yards, avoid turnovers and, and, you know, they've, they've been better special teams. Maybe you make a play here or there. Um, but certainly, yeah, you know, the, the, the fact that they're going to Tallahassee, a tough place to play and are probably, or certainly potentially shorthanded at the most position for position with, with one of their best players makes it really hard for, for tech, I, I can kind of see it being shorthand, actually be low scoring, um, but uh, but it's certainly going to be a really tough game for for tech to win. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Florida State fans are just happy this game is not in Atlanta because we have some really bad memories going <laughs> <laughs> back the past seven years or so. Even longer than that, yeah. It's 2008, yeah. Marcus Sims, oof. right? Brutal. All right, Richie, quit bringing up old stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Ken, I appreciate you for hanging out and coming on yeah. and, and sharing with us. Where can people find your content? Where can they uh, read your work and, and follow you on Twitter and stay up to date with all things Georgia Tech? Right. Thanks for asking, TJ. It's uh, my Twitter is K. It's hard to spell. S. Hard to yeah. Hard to remember. K S U G I U R A A J C. Um, and that's where I post my stuff to. And then the newspaper's website is the it's AJC.com, which is much easier to remember. And there's a link, you know, a drop down to find all the Georgia Tech stuff. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, man. Safe travels to and from Tallahassee. Make sure you get that gut box on the way out of town. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you, man. We'll save, save travels and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Ken. Ken Segura of the um, Atlanta Journal Constitution on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment. Hey, Rohan Law gave away a pair of tickets. Clemson game that we're in the Champions Club. They're going to do the same thing with the second biggest game of the year on the schedule, Florida. This is crazy, but if you want to enter the contest for a pair of tickets to the Florida game in the Champions Club, also comes with a parking pass, be sure to text UFTIX, that's U-F-T-I-X, to 850-809-1906. If you entered to win the Clemson tickets, you do have to enter again. You're not just automatically thrown in there. So if you want to watch UF. Take a loss to FSU while you're still full of turkey on Friday night. Text UFTIX to 850-809-1906. Thanks to Rohan Law for making this happen for one of our listeners. I'll put that here in the chat so you guys can see it. Again, UFTIX to 850-809-1906. Appreciate Ken for coming on. Really, really good stuff. Um, and I'm excited for this game, Richie. Like you said, I'm glad it's not in Atlanta. It's a house of horrors. I think the Noles are going to do some good things here. Excited for our uh, – I need a little bit of a comeback here for this made equal pick six that we got coming up. I'm I'm struggling here. Harlan put the uh, the stats in the group chat earlier. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I'm down. Richie's got 27 points. Harlan's got 23, and I've got – I'm sorry, 26, and I've got 23. I think all of mine this week should count for double so that I can get back into it. Um, but anyway, let me uh, let me give a quick shout-out, and we'll get to our made equal pick six. Shout-out to Made Equal Clothing. I don't know if you saw this, Richie, but they just signed a deal and announced a deal with Treshawn Ward, yes. uh, FSU running back. Really, really good stuff there. Uh, the best thing about Made Equal Clothing is that they donate 10% of your order – to one of their local partners that you choose from a list. Uh, Treshawn's from here, uh, around my part of town. And so whenever you buy something using Treshawn's code, um, they donate 10% back to the Boys and Girls Club of Tampa. So that's really cool to me. When you use FSU Trey, F-S-U-T-R-E at checkout, 10% goes back to the Boys and Girls Club of Tampa. Really, really neat that they give back to uh, minority programs, underprivileged kids, just different charities within the community. Um, and kind of cool that, you know, it's a Tallahassee business. My buddy Chirag is up there in Tallahassee. Um, really, really cool that, that they're giving back and uh, helping out something locally here in Tampa. Uh, Made Equal is a clothing brand that raises awareness for racial and color discrimination and uh, provides financial support. Uh, for local charities and partners like the Boys and Girls Club, not only of uh, Tampa, but also the Big Bend up there in Tallahassee. And they bring positive change. The primary objective of the brand is to create a platform for, platform for anyone to talk about race, diversity, culture, and facing adversity in a safe place. Um, their CEO, Chirag, has some really good videos on Instagram and Twitter that you guys could go check out about personal stories and how he's been impacted. You can go to twitter.com slash co. That's also the website, www.madeequalco.com. Uh, use Trey's link. Let's give back to the Boys and Girls Club of Tampa there. Trey's link, again, T-R-E-15. Did I say that right? T-R-E-10? I got to find it real quick. Yeah. F-S-U-T-R-E. Sheesh. Everything's 10 and 15 on our stuff. F-S-U-T-R-E. Um, give it back to uh, Treshawn Ward, the Made Equal Clothing Company, our Made Equal Peak 6. Sorry, I know that was a long one, Richie, but appreciate them and their support. Uh, let's get Harlan in here. Harlan, let's pick some games. Let's uh, let's get my score a little bit closer because um, I'm struggling on this. <laughs> what we so got this, so this Yeah, so this week is going to be pretty FSU heavy. No one knows who's playing for Georgia Tech, so there's not even lines on their players. But we'll start with Jordan Travis at 235.5 passing yards. I'll go under here. I think we run the ball quite a bit. Jordan gets out early. Uh, I'll go under. Harlan, what do you think? Just try to pull off a bigger lead over TJ. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Uh, Jordan Travis, 30 and a half rush yards. I'm going to take the over here. How about you, Harlan? Under. I don't think he's going to run much. I mean, I hope he doesn't run much. TJ, I think it's one run for me. I'm – Chowing down on some bacon and fries over here. So double fries, no slaw all the way. Uh, over for this on me. Actually, no, no. I'll go under as well. I'll go under. All right. Let's go. Uh, Johnny Wilson, 50 and a half receiving yards. We can start with Harlan this time. Over. He hit the over last time, and he's going to hit the over again. <laughs> um, I will take the under just because I – you know, I got Jordan Travis under on the pass yards. I want to take Johnny Wilson under. I just don't think we're going to be throwing the ball a whole lot. I'll go under on Wilson as well. All right. Next one. Micah Pittman, 
points in fantasy scoring. So we all know the, how the scoring works there. Um, so I'll start it off, and I think I'll take the over on this one, actually. Oh, let's interrupt the uh, over-unders here because my guy Hunter. Fire up the war chance and plant the spear. Those win. Those win. Goal knows life's too short to bet the under. If Hunter's um, super chatting, that means he hit on his last bet. So shout out Hunter for hitting on your uh, on your last bet. Um, appreciate the support, my man. Um, you got the good uh, the good super chat, the uh, Colhane super chat. Or, uh, well, they're both Colhane, but the 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 ten dollar one. Uh, what was the what was the bet here? Uh, Pittman, yeah. So eight and a half fantasy two, points, two catches and a touchdown essentially. So yeah, you, give me that, you know, or a, a, you know, three catches for forty yards or well, fifty yards, something like that. Yeah, give me uh, give me the over here. I'm going to take the under. Y'all both picked him to go. Or I think this is the one TJ got wrong last time. It's the one he missed. So I'm going to go under again. All right. Let's go to Jordan Travis. 18 and a half completions. You're going to see a theme here. Again, I'll explain it. I'm taking the under on this one. Harlan, what do you think? Man. I'm going to go over. I'll just stay. I'll stay on par. with how. One of us is going to take a big lead after this, Harlan. I know. I know. (laughs) TJ. I'm splitting you guys in the middle, so I'm either going to catch back up or be down by ten. So uh, I'll, I'll go under here. I, I, I think he, I think he, compl- I think he completes them at a high percentage, but doesn't throw a ton. So under for me. All right, and the last one, Florida State quarterbacks to take a snap, no hook here, just an even two on the dot. What do you have? We'll start with Harlan. So if two take a snap, take a push if you want. Hey, you don't get points for a push, though. No. Okay. I'll go so, over. I'll go yeah, over. I'll go, I'll go over, I guess. Yeah, because you can always – okay, yeah. That's a smart to go over, Harlan. All right. Yeah, I'll go over, obviously. I thought we might get a push here, but if no points, then I'll take the over. We'll just wash that question out and only do the other five. Uh, yeah, because you can always, week. you're never going to be able to go backwards. Like, you know another quarterback's going to take a snap. So you might as well yeah. go over. Yeah. So how many – do you think it's going to be two or three then? If I had said it, two be, and a half. So I'll I'll say two. Like I don't. I mean, I guess there's a chance they put AJ in at the end of the game, like BC. But I mean, I think we're gonna have to win by thirty for that to happen. But I would lean two. Spoiler. Yeah, I would lean two on that. So. What if we? What if a running back takes a snap and Wildcat? Does that count? Nah. Well, nah, it's got to be a, a traditional quarterback. Yeah, because. Right. If we I'm run sure a wildcat we, play, yeah. If we if we pull out a wildcat against Georgia Tech, I'm gonna be pissed. Like save that crap for <laughs> Miami, Q's, Florida. I'll be running a wildcat stuff against Georgia Tech, bro. Line up and beat those people. All right, Harlan, you got a score prediction, man? Yeah, I'll go with the graphic. Uh, I think I went 34-13, so I'm gonna stick with that. Forgot mine. Not covering. Okay. Well, I'll go since you forgot yours, TJ. Um, first of all, 24 points. That's a massive spread. I, I can't remember the last time Florida State was a 24-point favorite in an ACC game. It's got to go back to the Jimbo era. Uh, 20, probably 2016, 2016 yeah. against Syracuse, yeah. Yeah, so, they cover. so it, it's been a while. But this Georgia Tech team, I'm not sold on them. Like, uh, you know, we talked with Ken. I, I do think they rallied a little bit. 
uh, around Brent Key once Jeff Collins was fired. But last week was just tough, man. That was tough to watch. Even if Jeff Sims plays, I, I don't think he's going to be as effective as he is when he's healthy, right? Because he's a lot like Jordan Travis was early in his career. We knew he could run the ball. Not a great passer. So he, he's definitely caught up, and there's time for Sims to catch up to that. I don't think he's going to play, to be honest. And I think this is a great opportunity for Jeremy Pruitt in that defense. If Fabo comes back, I hope it doesn't play more than 15. Jeremy Pruitt snaps. coaches for us. Oh, excuse me. Fuller, excuse me. I was just talking about uh, the Lord is. Um, but yeah, so you're getting Fabian Lovett back. So I think that's that's big. Again, I would limit his snap count uh, this week and make sure he, he's ready for Miami. Offensively, I just think they're going to run the ball down their throats. I, I wouldn't. I don't even know if Jordan throws 19 passes, which is why I thought 18 and a half was an easy under. I think they're just going to run the ball down their throats, you know, that shorten the game. So the score won't be as inflated as I think it could be, but I think limited possessions for both teams to include Georgia tech. Give me Adam Fuller to get his first spiked baseball 34 to zero Florida state. Uh, 48, 10, a lot of the things Richie said, but Georgia tech will luck into one score and score late with, uh, second third string defense in so 45 10 or 48 10 Knowles win going away just absolute beat down it's a lot of points um, get it done yeah that's so, worse than duquesne man yeah we're a better team than we were back then so yeah, we got some few we got a few quality losses under our belt so yeah i think being the healthiest you've been since that lsu game is huge right so you get a get right game before miami miami they're, they're down We'll talk you about get a get right. Week. You get a get right game before Syracuse. Game. Nah, you get yeah, a get right well, game. I, I don't Syracuse. know about that. I, I think it'll be interesting, <laughs> but we'll we'll debate that. All. We have plenty of time next week. Uh, but really excited Arlen, for right Saturday down, at noon. Write down my score prediction now for Miami. Forty nine seven. I got that. I got that one for for Miami. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I'm excited. It's Saturday afternoon, um, noon kickoff. Get all those chores out of the way in the morning. Kick your feet up and watch the Noles get a win. It's a five and three match last year's win total. Yeah. I'm with it. Um, appreciate Baycan and Beer Co. Again, I put the link up in the top of the live chat comments. It's bavana.com, B E V A N A. Uh, again, appreciate uh, Soft Brewing. Uh, that uh, Four Patriots beer is here on tap at Bay Cannon. My guy Chris there um, made an incredible beer. Really, really good stuff. You guys should come try if you're in the Tampa area. And you can pick up your Delta Eight Gramco here, um, and then shout out, of course, to Rohan Law for their ticket giveaway. Made Equal Clothing Company partnering with Treshawn Ward. Um, all of our sponsors, all of those that take care of us and make this show possible, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for chatting with us tonight. Thank you, Ken, for coming on. Richie, I'm out of shout outs. What you got, man? We'll get out of here. Thank you for this um, burger and fries that I ate during the show. <laughs> Food here is amazing. So get down to Big Cannon. Yeah, no, no shout outs. Uh, good luck, Brooks Kepka in the live team championship down in Miami. I was I was gonna go to it, decided not to. I gave away eight free grounds passes I got for that to just FSU fans on Twitter. So I hope they have a good time. You're a hero, Richie. Um, didn't give me anything, but I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday with a reaction show. We've got videos dropping the next two mornings here on the YouTube channel. So if you're watching, if you're listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button, thumbs up to the video. We've got 50 people in here, so we should have 50 likes. The thumbs up helps the channel tremendously. Do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button real quick before we go. We appreciate you guys, each and every one of you that tune in. Appreciate you guys that support the show. If you ever need anything, hit us up on social media. We're always happy to chat and talk about the Knowles. We'll be back soon to do it all over again. 
Until next time, go Seminoles.